Welcome to the Be a Difference Maker podcast. My name is Jeff Scouton, the host of the podcast, um, a podcast that's aimed at helping current coaches, future coaches, and and for general sports fans too to get a little more information on what our coaches do and how they have an impact on so many different student athletes throughout the, the year and also the course of their careers as well. I want to thank the listeners that we've had. We're up to around 2,000 listeners, which has been awesome. And uh, please continue to share and like the, the podcast as well. I want to thank our sponsor, The Moving Company out of Orange City. You can call Brett for any of your residential or commercial moves, along with any storage issues that you might have as well. You can contact him directly at 712-541-9407 or go to their website at movingyourthings.com. We have a somewhat special episode tonight as we have two brothers that are involved in coaching. And uh, I have the pleasure of saying that I actually grew up with these two guys back in Ireton and a lot of home run derby and some flag football and tackle football in the fall in some backyards. But uh, we're happy to have Ryan and Devin Suisaw with us. I'm going to run down some of their accolades and some of their experiences before we officially welcome them this evening. I'll start with Ryan since he's the older one of the two. Uh, Ryan has just spent 11 years, finished his 11th year as a head football coach at West Sioux High School. During that time, his record is 100 wins and 27 losses. He has two state titles in 17 and 18 and has led West Sioux to the Dome five of the last seven years with runner-up finishes in 2021 and 22. Ryan has led West Sioux to the state quarterfinals eight straight years, along with eight straight district titles as well, and has been a state qualifier all 11 years as a head coach at West Sioux. And it's important to know, I mentioned 100 wins, 27 losses, and actually nine of those 27 losses happened in the first two years. So uh, quite a resume there for Ryan. And as we get him on here in a little bit too, he's he's coached a few other sports as well that he'll share some of his experiences there as well. His younger brother, by only a year, Devin Suisaw, at St. Angsger High School in Central Iowa, a teacher and coach there, teaching chemistry and physics, along with some computers, and also heavily involved in coaching. I want to give a rundown here of his accolades. He has just completed his 21st year as a head baseball coach there with 545 wins. You guys can do the math on that in 21 years. Three state appearances, including this past year, taking his team to state. Seven conference titles, along with eight district titles. He has also been an assistant football coach for 24 years. Out of those 24 years, nine district titles, nine semifinal or better appearances, including one state title. And he is also a member of a staff at Vermilion, South Dakota High School on a state title in South Dakota. Ryan and Devin, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us, Jeff. Um, great memories when we were little and uh, trying to hit home runs out of the little park. So Absolutely. A lot. <laughs> a lot of good times. So uh, it's crazy how those memories stick even after about, what, 40 years? Yeah. Roughly? Maybe Roughly. not quite that long. Uh, pretty close, though. <laughs> we are, we are yeah. forever Cardinals. I just want to say that for oh, Jeff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's a good good thing to remember. Also for the all the Hayward teams too. The yeah. 
the Orioles and the Braves and the Cubs, I think was the other one. If I yeah. remember right. They had the Yankees when I was going through as well. Okay. So. Yeah, that was yeah. <clears throat> and a, and I think a three-peat Dyerton tournament too, if I remember right. Devin, you were part of that. Me and Ryan only got in on two of those. Yeah, so. you did. That was, that was fun. <laughs> lot, lot all right. We, we, yeah, we better stick to the sick of business here, I guess. We could talk about that all day. But uh, first of all, I guess I want to start off just within your communities and school districts, just to share some of the good things that are happening. I mean, both of your schools have had tremendous success in athletics and also in other things. But just to give our listeners a little bit of an idea of some of the wonderful things that are currently happening or have happened in the past, and then uh, we'll get more into some of the the coaching aspect here in a bit. But Ryan, do you want to go first in regards to West Sioux and the Ayrton and Haywarden communities? Yeah, well, I guess first of all, with with West Sioux, you know, we recently just passed a bond issue um, for um, to upgrade our or both our elementaries in Ireton and Haywarden, which, uh, you know, was was a tough pass at first, but we got it done. And, and uh, I think we passed it now with about an 80 percent uh, pass rate. So, you know, that's fantastic. We've had great support as far as my program is concerned and all the programs here at West Sioux. I know Falcon Wrestling Club and has had great support in, in West Sioux and West Sioux Baseball. Um, you know, we put in a new turf complex at West Sioux. Um, uh, I think it's, this is our fourth year that we played on it and, and that's been fantastic. So, you know, I, I've been blessed uh, to coach here. Uh, it's my hometown. Um, a lot of my, uh, assistant coaches are former players of mine. And, um, you know, that's been really fun to, to watch those guys flourish in, in those positions, but, but mostly it's just been fun for the town. Uh, we've never won a state championship before. Uh, we had only won one playoff game. Uh, prior to that, and and quite honestly, the whole community that that was my favorite moment in 2017 was to get and stand in front of basically the entire town of Hayward and Ireton was there. You know, I don't know who turned the lights off when they left, but but to get to celebrate that with your community is pretty special. Excellent, thanks, Ryan. How about you, Devin or St. Yeah, kind of echo that as well. We had a big bond issue that passed three years ago, and I think that's where it starts: is education in your facilities and your buildings and uh, we built the new elementary right off of our middle school. So we have our elementary and our middle school and our high school all together now, uh, which which is a, a big pride of our district. Uh, St. Ansgar is made up of nine small communities. Uh, I think it's the second largest land mass community school district uh, in in Iowa. So obviously it's a it's a big area and it's kind of unique in the fact that our town is only about a thousand to twelve hundred people, uh, but it does host all of those small districts, you know, so there's a lot of community pride here and a lot of community pride in all of the small districts uh, or all the small communities that make up our district as well. Uh, we just got a new high school gym. So we got three awesome gym facilities, uh, which is nice. Built a brand new baseball field uh, 10 years ago, uh, which is awesome. Just got a brand new track. Um, you know, we're fortunate that we have a casino close by that gives us a little bit of funds on that. Uh, and that that has really benefited as well. Uh, you know, I'll echo the same thing with Ryan with that state championship. Uh, when we won in 2011, uh, it was our first team championship that we had won here. So that was, uh, you know, quite a memory. And, um, you know, looking at looking back and, and, and how many people were on that ride with us. I think that was our first time uh, to the semifinals even. And then when we won it in 2011, that was pretty special. So, um, 
yeah, it was, it, it, we got a lot of really good things going here. Education. In fact, we were a blue ribbon school. Okay. Uh, we were the only one in Iowa as a blue ribbon school for a high school uh, this year, which is a really big thing. Our principal actually is out in DC uh, today, accepting that award uh, on, on the behalf of our school system. So that was really cool as well. So a lot of really cool things going on here educationally as well. Absolutely. And, and Devin, you're a little bit northeast of Mason City, right? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Northeast of Mason City, about 20 minutes uh, northeast of Mason. Okay. Super. Excellent. So, so both of your schools have had a lot of success in numerous fashions. Now let's look at athletics where that is also the case. What do you think or why so much success at your schools and communities? What, what makes that success go? What are some things that you can pinpoint on that? Well, at West Sioux, um, I think what has really, really helped us is the cohesiveness we have between all our programs. Um, you know, we're not, uh, we're not a large school. We're obviously 1A in football. And um, I know for a fact that um, I am promoting our kids to wrestle and to play basketball um, in the winter. And I know that our wrestling coaches and our basketball coaches are promoting our kids to play football in the fall and to play baseball in the summer. And, um, you know, we all work together. I have a, a couple coaches on my football staff that coach basketball. Um, and uh, one of the wrestling coaches is in the weight room with me every morning. Um, and so is Jerome Hoyer, basketball coach with me every morning. So uh, we're all working towards a common goal. And, um, you know, we share athletes. Um, we're trying to build athletes um, in the off season and we're um, building football players and basketball players and wrestlers during our season. And, and we're all working towards that same goal. And I think that has been the number one thing of why we've had the success we've had. Excellent. Absolutely. I would say the same thing in terms of our weight room, our speed and agility program uh, that we have Drew Clevenger, our head football coach and our art teacher, Luke Nielsen run a lot of that. Uh, I help with the speed and agility part of that, but, but we're all on board. Uh, and then that makes it uh, a lot easier when you're working together to to share athletes and not steal athletes from one another. And, and, and like Ryan said, is build the athlete and then develop their skill set, you know, throughout your uh, throughout your season. So uh, I couldn't uh, I couldn't agree with that more. Excellent. In regards to the coaching aspect, um, when did you guys both kind of get that itch that you knew you wanted to coach? Was it? in college at BV, for instance, or before that? Um, how did that all come to play for you? Devin, how about you go first here? All right. Yeah, well, I, I, we both coached, you know, in college. I think it was our summer job. We ran the Ironton program. Ryan ran it first, and then he went on to chiropractic school, and, you know, I ran it after him. But, uh, you know, obviously we grew up in a, a really strong program. Jeff, you know all about that and, you know, the Ironton success that we had in, in baseball. And I think that you know, I think started us, you know, with just being competitive. And, and I think that was where I really knew that I wanted to coach. I loved coaching little kids. Uh, in fact, I think, you know, I, I always looked at maybe being an elementary teacher, but I didn't know how easy it would to be to get a job. You know, um, I loved coaching the kindergarten first graders when I was under Ryan and Ryan loved coaching the older kids. Um, you know, so that was a lot of fun for me. And I think, you know, way back when I just knew that, I knew that I wanted to coach and give back to the community that uh, that uh, raised me. Right. How about you, Ryan? Well, yeah, I, you know, I obviously that was my first coaching gig as well. Um, I heard Little League and 
and doing that. And, and I, I think it's just the love of competition and, and athletics and, and kids all together. Um, I knew I always wanted to be involved with that. It took me a little longer here because um, I'm not in education. Um, but, you know, I started a youth football program here and then it just kind of morphed into it. And, and like I said, I, I, I love co- I love coaching. Uh, I love sports. And, and obviously we're both very competitive guys. Um, and, you know, it's a chance for us to still be competitive other than playing pickleball or golf. You know, we're, that's about the only thing you get to play competitively anymore. Um, so you, you still get to compete. You get to be around kids and, and you get to help, um, you know, kids understand um, that it's, it is athletics, but it's more than athletics with life and all those sort of things that go along with it. And, and that's really rewarding. Absolutely. And along the way, you both have had a chance to, to coach your kids in some form or fashion. You want to talk about that a little bit? Some of the, I've been through it too. There's obviously more highs than lows, but uh, sometimes it can be a difficult thing to do as well. Yeah, I've had a, a lot of, uh, my daughter went through, you know, I had an opportunity to coach her in track. I've coached girls track. In fact, I was a trap shooting coach for one year when we started that program. Nice. Uh, they needed a licensed individual. And I think it was so important to get some of those kids on board that never understood what being part of a team was, you know, and I think that was, that was really cool. So probably one of the coolest things that I knew nothing about uh, in terms of trap shooting, but uh, uh, that was a lot of fun, but uh, getting back to coaching your kid, you know, Kennedy was different than Jace and Jace is different than Porter and, and Lincoln's a lot different than all three of them. So, you know, and coaching them at the, at the little league level versus the junior high level, like coach Porter uh, at middle school basketball. Now he's pretty laid back kid. Um, you know, Kennedy, uh, was a little more aggressive and a little more competitive, you know, so, uh, that, that was, you know, obviously they're different. Uh, the biggest thing that I always tell them is, you know, I'm a, I'm a coach on the field and I'm a parent at home. And sometimes that, uh, you know, was difficult to do, you know, especially in, in situations where you had a big game, you know, where you got beat or, you know, uh, or you got to celebrate with them too, which was a lot of fun. Uh, but uh, great experiences, great memories, and that's why we do it, uh, you know, as we coach, you know, not for the wins and losses. You know, we coach because we make memories uh, with kids, you know, and I think that's the best part is you can look back with, you know, you feel like like all of the players that you coach are a kid, you know, kind of your kid at, at some point right. in time. So um, that's been a lot of fun. Super. Yeah, I- you know, I same same thing there. I, I started out coaching actually Peyton, my daughter, in, in girls softball, and and uh, I loved coaching girls softball. It, it, girls are, are it's different than coaching boys. Uh, I treated them a lot the same, uh, but girls just have they're they they're just really coachable. You know what I mean in a lot of aspects. But it, it's challenging to coach your kids because, like Devin said, you, you know you got to be dad at home and and your coach on the field and. You know, sometimes when you're coaching on the field, you want to make sure that you're not showing favoritism. So you're probably a little bit harder on your own kids, as you probably know, when you coach your your kids. And 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 so you, you got to be a little careful with that. And like I said, on the rides home, you didn't want to uh, you didn't want to bring that home with you. So a lot of times it was just you just didn't say anything at all in the car, you know, because you knew if it came out, it, it might not be uh, it might not be the best thing. But um you know, I, I heard a coach uh, say once that the two greatest things you'll ever be called is dad and coach. And, and I think that's very true. Um, you know, and, and to be called that 
uh, dad and coach by the same kid in the same day. That, that's that's a pretty special thing. Absolutely, super. Um, now you're you're what about three and a half four hours apart? Your locations roughly. Yep. So uh, I'm sure you get together, you know, on with Thanksgiving, Christmas coming up and stuff. But do you guys bounce off ideas a lot with one another in regards to coaching? Um, yeah, absolutely. I would, you know, I tell Ryan, I'd love to coach with him someday. I think that'd be a lot of fun, you know, before we hang this up is, uh, right. you know, coach together somewhere and I don't care where that would be, uh, but I think that'd be a lot of fun. Um, you know, our offenses in terms of football, Ryan loves talking about football, uh, but our offenses are so polar opposites you know that uh you know we try to learn a little bit about the passing game from him and he wants to learn none about the running game from us so i do a lot more listening than i do uh, do talking uh which is good you know i learn a lot from him in terms of what he's doing and he you know with huddled me and out there and you can share film boy it's a lot of fun watching you know the things that he does and you know when, when our um you know i had the opportunity to to see a couple of his practices and how he runs things and you know, and how uh, cohesive their force, you know, their coaches are together. And boy, that was, that was a lot of fun to see. So yeah, I'd, I'd love bouncing ideas off him. And, you know, I'm not so sure he does the same with me in terms of our run game, but uh, well, that's been a lot of fun. Well, I, and I think Devin's being a little more humble there than what he is because <laughs> when, uh, when I first started and, and I took over uh, as a head coach here at West Sioux, you know, St. Ansgar had had quite a bit of success already. And, and so you know, a lot of those things, even though maybe our, our offenses are different, you know, there was a lot of things. I mean, I, I can tell you their spread set is called their Falcon set. And, you know, and all these different sets and things that they do, um, you know, some of our stuff was mirrored off of that, especially in the flex bone and some of the stuff that we do. So, yeah, we bounce ideas off of each other. I'll be honest with you. Um, I don't I don't talk to him about baseball as much because his baseball knowledge is far greater than mine after coaching for 25 years and and, and those sort of things. And if I did coach baseball, I'll guarantee you uh, the first person I'd be talking to is Devin Schwison. So uh, it is fun to, to sit back and talk about those things. And, uh, you know, when we won our first state championship in 2017, the team we would have played in the finals had they won would have been St. Ansgar. Oh, and man. so um, I, I think it would have killed our parents, um, but uh, uh, that that did happen, probably thankfully, um, because we're pretty competitive <laughs> and that might not have been a good handshake, maybe even at the end. Um, you know, we love each other and and uh, uh, Christmas would have been fine, but but we're very, very competitive. So that would have been a rough week. <laughs> It might have taken till Fourth of July the next yeah, year. Yeah, it, it uh, might have taken a, a little while. It might have like taken a while. Like I said, up to that point, I did a lot of listening and less talking. I had his <laughs> his play sheet and the whole nine yards. We might we might have been changing some of our terminology for that game. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we had lost a running back. That was in 2017, um, and we had gotten beat. Our running back went down early in that game uh, and that was kind of a difference maker for us you know we ended up getting beaten obviously Ryan ended up winning the state championship that year but boy that was uh, that was fun to see us playing back to back you know right, right after each other so that's uh, that was a good memory hopefully we'll get to that point you know some sometime in our career again where we're on the opposite side of the field against each other that would be a lot of fun absolutely and speaking of that year 2017 did you like throughout the year, just kind of, was that in the back of your minds kind of? 
I think a little bit. You know, we both knew that we had some pretty quality teams, and um, you know, it was kind of in the back of our mind. And like I said, I did a lot of listening and less <laughs> talking. And I know, I know, Ryan, uh, Ryan probably did the same. So, well, in that year, we actually played West Hancock. Um, to go to state and uh, they're a big rival with St. Ansgar. So, I mean, mm, okay. um, obviously, you know, blood's thicker than water. So, <laughs> you know, I leaned on Devin to, you know, give us some stuff on St. Ansgar and those sort of things and are or on uh, West Hancock, excuse right. me. And so, you know, he's part of the reason we were where we were as well. Super. Looking back, on your careers and as you got going and even now today, are there certain mentors that really stand out to you from a coaching aspect that maybe you've tried to, you know, everybody's going to coach their own way and they should, but there's obviously in coaching, you get to steal things from others as well. Is there any, those mentors that really stand out to you? Okay. So we're, I, you asked this question and I, and I was thinking about this and I know we're going to say the same person that they, other than our dad, because we right. always call him the original coach we saw. But as far yep. as a coach that we had, um, I'm going to count to three, and we're going to say the name at the same time, and I'll guarantee <laughs> it's going to be the same name. And we have oh, not rehearsed good. this. So one, All right, I like this. this. You say it. One, two, three, Jeff. Go ahead. One, two, three. Steve Johnson. Steve Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, Coach Johnson was our high school baseball coach. Yep. Um, uh, all through my four years in baseball at West Sioux, and, and we went to state uh, with him heading, and and he coached Devin all those years too. And and he he was a great mentor. Um, did a did a tremendous job. Um, knew the game inside and out. And um, you you know you you faced us. You had a good team that year um, when we yep. faced Unity and and. Um, you know, we learned a lot from Coach Johnson, uh, learned a lot about building relationships with players. And, and I think that probably first and foremost is probably what uh, what I learned with from Coach Johnson is just how to how to deal with kids and, and build relationships and those sort of things. I think I learned the same thing is, you know, how to prepare for all the little things and the little things that add up to big things. You know, and I think that was the first time that I realized that you know, you take all those little things together and you, you, you put them together and you get a win and they don't happen without the little things that you do. You know, I've been fortunate to be, you know, coached obviously in college. And, and I think Steve, in terms of fundamentals and teaching fundamentals was probably one of the better, best coaches that I ever had, you know, so that was uh, looking back at that memory. And I think even into little league, boy, we had some really great coaches in little league that, you know, stressed a lot of those fundamentals too. Um, you know, I, obviously Jeff Iles and Terry Rankin and, you know, Bob Johnson and, yeah, and Rick Rankin, Rick Rankin. And, yeah, and all those guys, you know, that, that, that supported our little league program. Um, you know, we, we were pretty blessed in a small community to have a lot of people that, um, that not only cared about kids, but cared about, you know, teaching us how to play the game too. Absolutely. Steve, John Steve Johnson was the first coach that I ever heard say, if you don't correct it, you condone it. And uh, he was the master at that. I mean, I, I don't care if it was moving your fingers three inches one way or the other on a bunt. You know, it was it was definitely the little things. And and, you know, I've taken that into my program that to the point where it's it almost becomes obsessive. And, and I think that it, as there's young coaches that are listening out there that saying, if you don't correct it, you condone it is is very, very key. 
No, that's great. Some, uh, you know, you could sit down with Coach Johnson and learn something every time, and he'd always relate it to, you know, either a professional player or another player that he coached, where he'd have evidence that it's the right thing to do. And uh, yeah, great coach, and uh, yeah, great memories there as well. So, uh, last question for you guys, and Ryan, you kind of got at at it there in regards to advice for future coaches. So I work with a lot of future coaches at Northwestern that are typically juniors and seniors. So they're not far from getting their first official coaching position. What are some advice that you would give them in regards to coaching in general? Well, I think uh, for me um, would be try to try to go to as many different programs as you can and see as many different successful coaches as you can, and maybe even some that aren't very successful because sometimes you can learn not what or what not to do. But I, I don't care if it's a successful soccer coach or a successful baseball coach and you don't coach baseball or you don't coach soccer, but you can just learn how they prepare for practice and how they run a practice and, and mostly how they interact with kids. Um, you know, every coach is different. I've read books uh, anywhere from Tony Dungy's book to uh, you know, swing your sword, uh, or, uh, by, I'm trying to think of it was now the guy that just passed away at Washington state that did the air raid, Mike Leach. Um, and, and they're all different, you know? And I think, I think being a coach, you just have to be genuine with, with the way you are and you're going to find a coaching style that works for you. Maybe you're a little more boisterous and that's fine. You know, if, if you're a little more boisterous, you can be their, the, the biggest critic, but then you can also be their biggest cheerleader too. So, um, or you can be a Tony Dungy and, and kind of coach with, with a very, very soft-spoken style. And you just have to find your style. But the more coaches that you can see and the more coaches that you can get eyes on and see how they do things, uh, the more I think you, you'll figure out what's right for you and, and the right way that you want to be you and then just be genuine. And then the next thing I think is if you expect the kids to do it, you better do it. If you expect your assistant coaches to do it, you better do it. And, you know, I, I, I'm a big stickler on our weight and, and strength program and our, our um, agility program and our speed program. Um, and I tell the kids they need to be there and they need to be there in the morning, but I'm there. And if you think you're going to tell kids to be there and you're going to stay in bed, then, uh, then you're not going to be very successful. And if you think you're going to tell your assistant coaches to go do this, this, or this, and you're not willing to do it yourself, then you're not going to be very successful. So I think those are the, the two more, most key things that, that, that I'd like young coaches to hear. Yeah, I think the same thing is be a sponge. You know, talk to anybody and everybody about, you know, about your sport uh, that, you, that you want to learn about. Read books. You know, that's a big thing. The big thing right now is, you know, with the social media, the way it is, listen to podcasts. You know, I've learned so much from coaches and coaches are willing to help you out. And all you got to do is reach out to them. You know, I haven't had a coach that I've reached out to uh, for assistance on something that has turned me down. You know, and that's that, that's crazy. You go to a baseball clinic and you come up to somebody and say, boy, I really enjoy what you do in your program. And, you know, can you tell me about a couple of your drills that you do to get kids prepared? And then they're willing to tell you. And I've never had a coach say, no, you know, you're in my district. I don't think yeah. I'm going to let you know. You know, Newman, uh, you know, Mason City, Newman Catholic, uh, obviously they're a great ba baseball program uh, and, and Tony Adams. But, boy, I learned a lot from him early in my career. 
you know, it was kind of fun being as kind of fun. It kind of wasn't, you know, being in his district and his conference early is, you know, we got beat up quite a bit, but boy, I learned a lot how he, how he managed his team, you know, and the little things that they did to make them successful. And I think it was always important. Don't as a, as a new coach, don't be afraid to play those teams. You know, you learn so much, even if you're getting, you know, whooped up on a little bit, you learn so much from those teams um, you know, that it's beneficial to not only you, but to your kids to see, you know, how they act and how they do things. Uh, so yeah, like I said, just, just be a sponge of the game and ask a bunch of questions and, you know, reach out to people, you know, cause that's the biggest thing. People that have reached out to me, I've been more than happy, you know, to share our stuff. You know, we do a lot of weighted ball stuff. I just had a coach uh, recently from Underwood. He was a you know, part of the two uh, way baseball state program uh, down there runs a great program down there and wanted to know what we do with, you know, with our weighted ball program. And I sent him everything that I had, you know, um, you know, what I think different he was, if he was a one, a guy, I don't think so. You know, I still would have sent him now, if he was in our conference or our district, I think I'd still help him out, but I'd probably keep things a little bit tighter to me, I suppose, you know, but, uh, you know, and, and with coaches and, and teaching too, is get your coaching certificate, you know, and even if you feel like you don't know enough about a sport, I, you know, I coached trap shooting for a year. I knew absolutely nothing about it, you know, but it gave those kids opportunities. And our trap program right now, it, you know, it has a dozen kids and they're probably not in a lot of other sports, but boy, it means a lot to them. You know, it gets them to school, it gets them going to class. And I think that's pretty important, you know, so uh, we, you know, we always tell the kids to be student athletes first, you know, the student part comes first. So be a good student, you know, go to class and, and, and obviously, you know, I can't remember who told me this a long time ago, but, you know, school will teach you how to make a living and athletics will teach you how to live. Uh, and I really believe that. I think that's a, you know, a good saying that, you know, when you, when you compete with somebody uh, and, and uh, you know, you, you have somebody's back, I think that uh, that's uh, pretty important for, for those kids to learn growing up how to fail, you know, just you know, you're teaching those kids that, you know, failure is the first attempt in learning, you know, and, and, and having kids understand that, you know, it's okay to fail and it's okay to get back up and it's okay to use your, you know, your, your inner circle that, to help you with that. So anyway, that's, you know, for coaches, for young coaches is, you know, be a sponge. Uh, don't be afraid to fail because you're going to, you know, you're going to fall on your face a bunch. Uh, and then, you know, use your, use your people to help you get back up and, and learn from it. So. Super. Well, this has been awesome guys. A lot of valuable information before we we wrap things up here just want to thank our sponsor one more time moving company out of orange city iowa you call brett at 712-541-9407 or go to their website movingyourthings.com for any of your residential or commercial moves or any storage um, wants and needs that you have as well well once again ryan and devin Suisaw, and uh Great information you provide tonight. I mean, general sports fans appreciate this. Uh, coaches, whether they're 20 plus years of experience, can learn something from both of you, along with uh, up and coming coaches as well. But uh, thank you so much for taking time out of busy schedules and uh, to be a part of this podcast. Jeff, thank you. That was a lot of fun reminiscing about good old Ayrton times. And, um, you know, so thank you for having us. Yeah, it, it, this is great, Jeff, the, the thing you're doing. I mean, like Devin alluded to, it's awesome to have podcasts and and uh, YouTube and all that stuff that young coaches now have access to. And 
and you're providing a great service by, you know, I, I listened to, to Jerome Hoig and you just had Curtis even on and, and a bunch of those guys. And, and I picked up new things and, and this is awesome. So I appreciate you doing this. Awesome. Thanks again, guys. And uh, we'll have a next episode out probably the week after Thanksgiving, the way it's looking here. So we'll have about a two week break here, but thanks to all the listeners. And until next time.